Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-64-84-LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dimes. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. Glad to have you here. FBI Director Christopher Wray up on Capitol Hill yesterday begging for the renewal of the FISA 702 surveillance program set to expire at the end of this month. It's part of the same warrantless surveillance program that was used to spy on President Trump's 2016 campaign. Wray, in his opening remarks, said that if the Section 702 were not kept in place the way it exists, it could be detrimental to the national security. And not only that, more people would die from fentanyl. Here's Ray. And what if there were a terrorist attack that we had a shot to prevent but couldn't take it because the FBI was deprived of its ability under 702 to actually look at key information already sitting in our holdings? Now, I was in FBI headquarters 22 years ago on 9-11. And over the years, I've spoken with families of victims of that horrific attack. Before that attack, well-intentioned policymakers had made the choice to build a wall preventing access to national security information sitting in our and our partners' holdings. Well, I bring that up because allowing 702 to lapse or amending it in a way that undermines its effectiveness would be akin to laying bricks to rebuild another pre-9-11 style wall. What could anybody possibly say to victims' families if there was another attack that we could have prevented if we hadn't given away the ability to effectively use a tool that courts have consistently deemed constitutional? Because let's not fool ourselves, that's what's at stake with the reauthorization 
of 702. As the threats from foreign adversaries to our homeland continue to evolve, the agility and effectiveness of 702 will be essential to the FBI's ability, really our mandate from the American people to keep them safe for years to come. You know, I would love to see the statistics on how many terrorist attacks the program has prevented versus how many innocent Americans have been spied upon just for the heck of it, whether because of their faith or their conservative politics. Something tells me it wouldn't be good for the ordinary American. In just moments, we'll be joined by Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan. He's co-sponsored legislation that completely overhauls the 702 section and the Pfizer program. He joins us with the latest. But first, a little more politics. Junkyard Jackal Special Counsel Jack Smith shut down by the Florida federal judge for trying to withhold more evidence from President Trump. Judge Eileen Cannon denied Smith's request to keep some documents hidden in the classified documents case against President Trump. Last month, Jack Smith's attorneys asked Judge Cannon to keep documents under seal because he said they were considered highly sensitive classified information. It turns out they weren't. Judge Cannon wanted no part of Smith's sleazy behavior, and instead, Monday, Cannon ordered the unsealing of those documents, making them available to the public. In her ruling, Judge Cannon said she was mindful of the strong presumption in favor of public access to judicial documents. She concluded that Smith had not provided, quote, sufficient justification for his filing because the motions did not contain or otherwise reveal classified information. Good for Judge Cannon. Smith has been caught time and time again using deceptive and unethical tactics. Judge Cannon, so far, has shown herself to be fair and impartial, a stark contrast to the Marxist-dem judge that President Trump faces in almost every other jurisdiction but Georgia, where federal judge Amy Totenberg has been both fair and forthright. Hunter Biden's special counsel David Weiss has rejected, some would be surprised to learn, rejected Hunter's demand to subpoena President Trump and former Attorney General Bill Barr, the special counsel saying it was meritless. Hunter's attorney, Abby Lowell, argued last month that the investigation into the president's son arose only due to, quote, incessant, improper, and partisan pressure during the Trump administration. There's some problems with that, like the calendar. Weiss shot down the demand, saying, quote, not only does defendant's motion fail to identify any actual evidence of bias, vindictiveness, or discriminatory intent on the special counsel's part, his arguments ignore an inconvenient truth. No charges were brought against the defendant during the previous administration when the subpoena recipients actually held office in the executive branch, end quote. Hunter and his attorney have to be embarrassed, but they don't also seem to be the smartest fellows. All they might have considered was just reading a calendar before further embarrassing themselves in court. Our guest today is promised as House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, great to have you with us here. I want to begin with FBI Director Chris Wray on Capitol Hill this week, begging for the renewal of FISA and the Section 702 with no changes to either. Your thoughts? 
Well, uh, Lou, thanks, and good to be with you. We're, we're going to mark up a bill tomorrow in the Judiciary Committee that we think has the right kind of reforms. And frankly, the biggest reform is if you're going to use American identifiers, American citizen, their phone number, their email address to query this database that the FBI has, we think you should go to the, the court and get a warrant. So that's how our system works, a probable cause warrant. And that's kind of probably the key thing we have in our legislation that is different from what we currently have. Now, there are also a number of reforms to the 702 program itself and reforms to the broader FISA where mm-hmm. there was all the abuse that we've talked about for years relative to, you know, them spying on President Trump's campaign, what they did to Michael Flynn and Carter Page. So we got reforms to those that, that part of the FISA law as well. Uh, we think we've got a good bill. We think it's going to come out with a strong bipartisan vote uh, tomorrow out of the Judiciary Committee. I want to I want to go through that if we may. Uh, but first, I want to turn to some of the comments that were made by various senators uh, uh, to to primarily regarding Christopher Ray and his responses uh, going through going back to, as you know, 2021, uh, we were talking about uh, almost three and a half million uh, data queries and searches, a third of which were mistakes as uh, acknowledged by the intelligence agencies, the FBI in particular. Uh, and then the next year, it's, somehow it got down to about a quarter of a million. Uh, we we mm-hmm. have seen nothing, in my judgment, that makes me uh, trust in this Department of Justice, this FBI, the leaders of those that agency and that department. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I don't know how you can do good business with bad people, is what I'm saying. Well, no, good point, and I think that's, that's the reason we got to have the, the measures in the, in, in the law that we're bringing forward in the committee, because you're right. The broader context, this is the same FBI that spied on President Trump's campaign. This is the same FBI that the Fifth Circuit found censored Americans' First Amendment free speech rights. This is the same FBI that raided Mark Houck's home, arrested in front of his wife and seven children. And we're now supposed to say, oh, we're, we're, we're just going to go along business as usual. Like, no way. And, oh, and by the way, this is the same FBI that uh, this is the, 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 the same FBI that has done all kinds of 278,000 times that um, queried the database and didn't follow their own rules that they took to the FISA court. The FISA court said, yeah, follow those rules. 278,000 times they didn't follow their own rules. So that's why we need the reforms. And, and Senator Mike Lee today, I mean, he excoriated Christopher Ray. Uh, and and he was almost singular amongst those on the judiciary of the of the, of the Senate, uh, the Judiciary Committee of the Senate. Uh, I, I have a feeling that uh, there is a great uh, enthusiasm on the part of the senators uh, to move forward. Uh, I'll put it this way: with far less uh, regimen than you you're prescribing here. Well, I mean, we'll see. What I what I know is. We're going to mark up tomorrow, I think, is, is a good bill. And I think it'll come out of the committee uh, with strong bipartisan support. I think it, frankly, will have, will have strong bipartisan support in the House, because even the Democrats understand that, you know, we're talking about your privacy rights and your, and your, and your First Amendment rights. They, they've seen the abuse. So I think we're going to get help there. Um, and that's, that's what we need to focus on. Is And this is something we've been building for Republicans on the Judiciary Committee. We've been building for all year. We said, look, in the end, where we can make a difference and have an impact is on this Pfizer reauthorization. And uh, we plan to stand, stand firm on these, uh, these reform cha- and these changes. 
these reforms, let's talk about what you mentioned, the, the fundamental act itself uh, and the way in which it was abused. Uh, you know, job shop, judge yeah. shopping, uh, actually getting by judges, lying to judges. Uh, the judges seemed absolutely inert uh, and certainly incapable of standing, uh, standing up for the principles of the law that they're supposed to be enforcing. Yeah, it, it makes, I think, it makes everyone, uh, um, it, like I say, the framework is this is the FBI who's, who's abused so many things, including the main FISA program um, that that is, this is why we think we need to, some of the reforms we have in there, Lou, are like uh, making sure that you, um, you, can, you can have someone in there to see the court proceedings, someone from the Judiciary Committee. Um, the the making sure that that, that it's, there's penalties if you take false information or you don't bring exculpatory information in front of the courts like they did with President Trump when they were spying on his campaign. Real penalties if you did what Kevin Kleinsmith did was one of the lawyers of the Justice Department who lied to the FISA court regarding the whole Trump spying escapade. So those are the kind of things that we think make sense uh, for that part of the FISA law. And then, of course, as I said, we're also working on the 702 program. We'll be right back with Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. We're talking about intel, uh, the Constitution, and the rights of American citizens as we understand them today. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back down with Chairman Jim Jordan. And uh, Mr. Chairman, let's turn to, to the basic uh, reforms that you're talking about in the law itself, uh, in of which uh, Section 702 is a, a important mm-hmm. and controversial part. Uh, how how are you contemplating changing uh, the law itself so that uh, American citizens' right to privacy uh, and freedom from uh, surveillance and and outright spying by our government uh, is diminished or eliminated? Well, uh, on this on the 702 program, and again, understand what, what for your for your viewers and listeners that this is where our government is is getting information from foreigners, but they pick up some information on on, on American citizens. We're saying if you're going to go search that database and you're going to use one of the identifiers of an American citizen, like I said, their phone number, their email address, or something, then you have to go to a court and get a warrant before you do that. Um, we also say that only only certain people are able to search that database. Uh, we, we had found that there were there were thousands of people at the FBI, we were told, who had access and were able to search. That's probably one of the reasons they had the 278,000 times that they, that they violated the rules. So um, we've limited the number of people who can actually 
also then do the search. So all those are designed to protect Americans' freedoms. And then, as we said, we got a lot of other reforms in the bill related to sort of what I call the main FISA, where you go to the court to get a warrant at the FISA court to spy on a um, an American citizen, and you got to have probable cause in front of the court. But what we want to what we want to do because it's a secret court, we want it to be less secret. We want certain reports, certain audits, certain penalties if you do things wrong, if you lie to the court, if you don't give exculpatory information to the court. That's that's what we have in our in our bill, which we think is the kind of safeguards you need to protect the Constitution and protect Americans' liberties. You know, Mr. Chairman, as I as I listen to you, I'm thinking back to the latter days of the Obama administration and uh, as approaching uh, the Trump administration, the unmasking by everyone from crying out loud, uh, the, the Biden ad- ambassador to the United Nations, uh, to the vice president. Uh, unmasking uh, much of that data for whatever purpose. Well, in the end, the the best check on that kind of abuse is to have a different president. And it's, yes. it's why uh, I'm 110 percent in favor of President Trump being our next president um, and not have uh, and then have the right kind of people at the Justice Department, the right kind of people running these federal agencies that uh, actually respect the Constitution, respect the Bill of Rights, and, and respect the, the American people who they're supposed to serve, not target, not be weaponized against the American people, but serve the American people. That is the ultimate check in the end. And it's why, um, you know, we talk about this all the time, but it's why, uh, you know, these elections are all important, but this one coming up is, is really darn important, um, particularly when we see what the Biden administration has done. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more about the urgency, the importance, and the uh, existential uh, nature of this uh, the 2024 presidential election. I think the outcome determines the future of this republic uh, and the fortunes for all of us. Yeah, again, um, it, it starts from the top. Real leadership starts from the top, as you know well. Um, and it's, it's why you have to have a commander-in-chief who is respected, um, who can put in the right kind of people in these agencies. And frankly, this is not, not directly on, on, on the question, but the, the respect and the strength projected from the Oval Office communicates so much, particularly when you think about foreign policy. I would argue this is one of the reasons that, you know, we, we got some of the messes that are going around the world is because of, because of, you know, Joe Biden projects weakness. But a strong commander in chief who puts the right people in charge of the Justice Department, you got to have the right attorney general, you got to have the right person running the Department of Homeland Security. And all these key agencies uh, is critical. And then, frankly, I think when, if and when President Trump wins, which I, I think is going to happen, I think I said this before, he should fire everyone he's allowed to fire and then probably fire a few people he's not allowed to and make just to make them sue him so that we send a message. No, the bureaucracy is changing under the leadership of President Trump. Mr. Chairman, let me ask you this. What would happen if uh, you all decided ultimately uh, the will of the people exerted that you're not going to reauthorize 702, the FISA bill, the FISA Act? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question because I'm not against reauthorizing. I just want it done the right way. But it sort of begs the fundamental question, I think, this is, this is what underlies your question is, uh, aren't we allowed to spy on foreigners right now? Right. Whether that's, you know, you can <laughs> the intelligence community can spy. In fact, that's what we want them to do. What we're concerned about is when they gather information that has American identifiers and information in it, then going in and looking at Americans information without getting a probable cause warrant. So um, I, I don't know if there's an easy answer to that question. And I'm not a, I'm not. 
I'm not opposed to having 702 reauthorized. What I'm opposed to is doing it in a way that doesn't protect Americans' civil liberties. And that's, that's, that's been the sole focus of certainly Republicans on the Judiciary Committee and, and a lot of other Republicans in the Congress and Democrats, frankly, some Democrats as well. Well, we thank you for doing that. Let me ask you one last question here. The impeachment inquiry, a vote to formalize, certify, and and move ahead with the the impeachment process. Yeah, I think that happens soon. I really do. I, and I, as, as I've said many times, I did a presentation for the conference last week. A group of us did. Um, I think the evidence is already compelling uh, when you think about you know, this this story really, Lou, is as old as the hills. It's it's a politician does certain things. Those actions then benefit his family. And then third, there's an, there's an effort to sweep it all under the rug and conceal it. And that seems to me what's, what's played out, particularly when you think about the Biden's involvement with this Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. And then the concealment part is it, it seems to me when you look at how David Weiss ran this investigation into Hunter Biden. So uh, we have a compelling case, I think, right now. Um, but... Um, you know, we want to we want to get all the information, all the facts. So I do think there, there, there will be a vote and I think it'll pass to enter a formal impeachment inquiry where you have a vote of the House uh, backing it up, not just with, not just a statement from the speaker. And how soon do you think it'll happen? I think it happens here in the next week, sometime within the next week. And maybe not this, not, maybe not maybe not here in the next couple of days, but, you know, sometime between this week or next week, I think it happens. Congressman, we know you're busy as all get out, as always. And we thank you for your time. Chairman Jim you Jordan. Bet. God bless you. Thank you. Take care. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Chairman Jordan. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Our guests here on The Great America Show this week include Congressman Andy Biggs, John Solomon, Gordon Chang, and Kyle Rittenhouse. Please join us each and every day on The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight and check out LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.